of the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse! Thank you for joining us once again for an exciting episode of Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse. As always, I'm your host, Matt Spectro, lifetime comic fan, lifetime animation fan, lifetime superhero fan, and you've reached the podcast every week. Talks comic books, talks animation. Thanks for joining us and welcome to episode 94. A very special episode, but I'm going to get into that in a minute after I explain the rules. Real quick, rule number one, comic books and animation, that's what we talked about, that's what I just said. I think I've made my point. Rule number two, big fan of the old, team up comic books, Brave and the Bold, Marvel team up, Marvel 2-in-1, DC Comics presents, so this is a team up podcast. Every week, me and a special guest get together and talk comic books and animation. Rule number three, and most important, we gotta have fun. Again, like I said, welcome to episode 94, why is this episode so special, you ask? This is an event that takes place once a year here on the multiverse. The greatest woman in the world. The apple of my eye, the cream of my coffee, the yin to my yang. Once a year, my beautiful wife joins us here on the multiverse, and here she is again. Welcome back, Jamie. Hello. How are you today? Good. This is an exciting yearly event where you, once a year, grace us with your presence. Yes, Yes, that is true. I think is it has it been once a year? Yes. But it's my like fourth, third time? Your first episode was 2021. We talked Spider-Woman. Yes, I do remember that. And then 2022, you came on and we talked The Mask. Oh, yeah. And now we're on again uh, here in 2023. And uh, just for reassure the people, I'm not twisting your arm. You're, you're coming onto my nerd show completely voluntarily. Yes, I'm coming onto your nerd show completely voluntarily. It's, uh, it's audio, not visual, so you can't blink twice to let people know that uh, you're in danger. Yes, no. Well, what we talked about, I, uh, I said answer quick. In five seconds, what is the cartoon you think about first when you think about your childhood? And you came back with... Smurfs. <laughs> yes. We're going to go a little lighthearted this week because we're going to talk those... Uh, the only time where uh, being blue doesn't mean you're being sad, the oh. one and only the Smurfs. So that is a big part of uh, your childhood that you that sticks out in your mind. Yes, I love the Smurfs when I was little. Very simple cartoons like the Smurfs, the Flintstones, Jetsons. Some people say we might be breaking the rules, but technically we are not because the Smurfs did originate in an illustrated comic form. So technically they fall under the category of animation based on a comic book. Now my personal earliest memories of the Smurfs was... I don't know why, but when I was very young, my mom would go into the Hallmark in the town I lived in, and Hallmark sold all of the original Smurf toy line um, before they had a cartoon or anything. You had to kind of, they didn't even have names. Like, you'd have a Smurf lifting a dumbbell, but it wasn't like he came in a package that said Hefty Smurf. So we had to kind of be a little imaginative and uh, come up with our own names. We called Papa Smurf Grandpa Smurf at the time, but he ended up being Papa Smurf. Do you remember that, or is it? <laughs> I don't remember Papa Smurf being anything but well, no, no, Papa no. Smurf. We named him Papa Smurf because when you bought the toys, they weren't named. So, so you called him Grandpa Smurf. We called him Grandpa Smurf. Yeah, 
I didn't have any of the toys before they were named. Did they have, they had those little like kind of gummy figurines. They were plastic. They were not like, very big. Yeah, not very big. Movable. They didn't have points of articulation. Yeah. Movable parts. Yeah. Okay. And they so. had their mushroom homes, but this was pre-Gargamel or any of that. Yeah. I don't remember any mushroom homes. <laughs> well, you do realize they live in a mushroom village, correct? I do. <laughs> I so, do. Before we get into the Smurfs, we're going to get back into a little history. For any of you who uh, revel at the fact that I can't pronounce anything worth a damn, <laughs> this is the episode for you, because uh, Smurfs originated from a uh, Belgian creator named uh, Pierre Culliford, but he went by the pen name of, I think it's Peyo, P-E-Y-O. Your guess is as good as mine. And believe it or not, the Smurfs first appeared in Europe in um, the comic book Johan and Peewit back in 1958. The story, The Flute with Six Holes. I have never heard of The Flute with Six Holes. <laughs> I don't know if it's ever been reprinted here in America or not. I All I can think of is, now I'm obsessed with, does a flute not have, does it have more than six holes? Or? I, I don't know. I was thinking the same thing. I do not know how many holes are on a flute. So they were in a, Europe, this is going to be a tough one, Les Schwetrumps, I think is how you say it. I'm going to leave the bad form pronunciation to you. Well, it's spelled S-C-H-T-R-O-U-M-P-F-S. It apparently came from a made-up word because um, Peo couldn't remember the French word for salt at the time, and that's what he had come up with. So it's kind of a made-up French word. This, again, could be an urban legend, could be, you know, facts distorted over time, but that's where the name supposedly originally came from. And then they appeared in their own comic... A year later in 1959. So, crazy as it sounds, the Smurfs are uh, close to 70 years old at this point. When did they become popular, like, over here? I'm glad you asked that. (laughs) They didn't become popular until the late 70s here in America. Uh, In 1979, Wallace Beanie Company started releasing the toys. They licensed them and just were releasing the toys. And supposedly the story goes, Fred Silverman, the then president of NBC, had bought some Smurfs for his daughter, and he got the idea of commissioning a uh, cartoon based on this toy line slash comic book. So first it was the comic book, then came the toys, then came the cartoon? Yes, exactly. But to America, first came the toys, um, then th- really came the I comic book. I think some of the... Or cartoon. I remember these little small illustrated booklets... That were like digest size that might have come out before the toys, but it was really when the Wallace Beanie Company started releasing the toys here in America that uh, America started to catch on to the Smurfs. That seems a little different than most other things. Most other things, toys come after they know it's going to sell, right? Popular items. Yeah, usually uh, toys are usually based on something already, uh, with the exception of, say, like, you know, Big Jim or uh, some of the old G.I. Joes and things like that. But this is also pre a cartoon just existed to sell toys, unlike, you know, He-Man, Transformers, the later G.I. Joe. And they had commissioned Hanna-Barbera, the legendary animation studio, to do a cartoon, which, interestingly enough, supposedly Hanna-Barbera had once previously rejected a pitch to do the Smurfs cartoon. I would only um, say that uh, this was uh, because they probably figured who the hell heard of the Smurfs. That makes sense. Supposedly, um, it's bizarre because uh, Smurfette was kind of a creation of the cartoon. We're going to get into that more because of the episode we picked. 
as well as Gargamel and Azrael. Supposedly, uh, Peo was uh, heavily involved with the original development of the cartoon. Some reports I read said he even had veto power on things happening or not happening in the cartoon. I don't know. I didn't see any of that or read any of that. Um, and but apparently, also uh, he had to have an English translator when he was in the Hanna Barbera studios. For so, for all we know, some things got lost in translation. It sounded like the translator had the veto power. Yeah, when that's what's happening. So the translator would like a hefty smurf, and then he would. But they were a huge success. Kind of reinvigorated Hanna Barbera, who hadn't really stopped, but they hadn't had a real hit for a while, probably since. Scooby-Doo, maybe you could say the Super Friends. So this was very popular. lasted, I believe, all the way until 1989 or 1990, where they added Smurfs over the years. And this was a fascinating bit I read that uh, the last season, I don't remember this because you know, I started watching this as a kid, but like I'm, I'm like a, a teenager or adult by the time it's over. They started doing time travel on the last season, and the popular opinion was it was due to the success of Quantum Leap. I think that that is a Quantum Leap. <laughs> you cracked yourself up. <laughs> I did. Yes, you know, because all the kiddies were watching Quantum Leap at the time and said, I want my Smurfs doing time travel. I, I know I was. But then, they, you know, they explode in popularity, more toys. There's Smurfs Christmas special, comic books. All sorts of things explode into America into the 80s because of the Smurfs. And uh, even lingo into our, because uh, now Smurf can be used to describe, to replace almost any adjective, noun, or adverb. That is true. I did notice that when I was watching it, that basically anything, you just throw the word Smurf in there. They should do that instead of like bleeping things out on TV. They should show Smurf. Well, there was that family guy joke when literally they're having a conversation and uh, everything is like, is Smurf. He's like, he says this, and he's like, get the Smurf out of here. And he's like, no Smurf exactly. in the way. Should also, bring it back. side note, the Snorks never would have happened, in my opinion, because of the Smurfs. Because the Snorks were basically the Smurfs underwater. Love the Snorks. Love the Snorks. Do you have a, uh, there's so many, do you have a favorite Smurf? No. I don't think I have a favorite Smurf. Maybe Brainy Smurf. I mean, they were essentially the seven dwarfs, but there was 99 of them, where everybody had... There was an adjective describing their personality, which was pretty much their name. Like the the muscular one was hefty Smurf. The one who thought he was smart was brainy Smurf. The one that was upset was grumpy Smurf, jokey Smurf. You get the idea. Yeah. And uh, I always loved vanity Smurf. I mean, the guy had a flower in his hair. He walked around with a mirror and he had that great voice. I was talking about how good looking he was. So on that note, we're going to go back to. November 21st, 1981, episode The Smurfette, which is the origin of one Smurfette. Now, uh, we uh, <laughs> we commented on this ourselves. Uh, odd, because this isn't the first appearance of Smurfette. So later on, they decided just the hell that we're going to do <laughs> the origin of Smurfette like 10 episodes into the first season. Yeah, not, it was... Not as our introduction, but just later on. <laughs> Yeah, that, that did confuse me because I was thinking that they were, sometimes when you see things, they're out of order, like from when they originally aired, but it doesn't, everything led me to believe that they had already introduced Smurfette before the this episode we watched. And this episode is uh, written by uh, Dwayne Poole and uh, Tom Swale. 
Len Jansen and Chuck Menvel are all credited with writing this episode. Quite a uh, complex episode. <laughs> took four men to write the origin of Smurfette. That's how much of a complex character she is. Yes. It would have taken one woman, but instead we took four men. And I couldn't find a director credit. I'm going to assume usually they credit Hanna-Barbera as the director of almost all their cartoons. So we're just going to go with that as well. Now we're going to go over some of the voice credits. Obviously, we can't go over everyone because there's uh, quite a few people who appear in the episode. We're going to go over the basics. Smurfette herself. Uh, the late, unfortunately, the late Lucille Bliss did her voice. She's done a lot of animation and voices. She was Miss Fitzgibbons in The Secret of Nim. I don't know if you remember that uh, classic bit of animation. Wasn't a fan. Okay. <laughs> she was once dubbed the girl of a thousand voices. You've named two of them. Only have 998 more to go. Well, you know, I mean, you know, it's a, we're not going to go. <laughs> Gargamel, who was kind of a creation of the, sh- of the show. The late Paul Winshell had done his voice. He had done the voice of Tigger all the way till 1999. He was the original Tigger. Uh, he'd also Dick Dastardly in the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons as well. You say that like with a lot of emphasis like it means something. <laughs> Well, everybody knows Dick Dastardly. I don't. You need to ring my bell. Like, remind me. <laughs> I'll, I'll ring your bell anytime. Uh, and Papa Smurf, voiced by the late Don Messick. Um, done a lot of voices. He was the original voice of Bam Bam on the Flintstones. Boo Boo, um, Yogi Bear's sidekick. <laughs> um, he was also Dr. Benton Quest. As well as doing the voice of both Gloop and Gleep on the Herculoids. Some of those cartoons you must know. No, but there were two kids that called themselves Gloop and Gleep in school when I was in like junior high and I never knew where that came from. And now I know it's not original. You know who Boo Boo is? Bam Bam? Bam Bam, you know. Fred Flintstone's son. I know Bam Bam. I mean, Barney Rubble's son. Sorry. I know Bam Bam. Boo Boo, Yogi yeah, Bear. Yeah, Yogi Bear and Boo Boo Bear, yeah. Yogi. And. Dr. Benton Quest is Johnny Quest's father. Okay. Good Lord, you're, you're a disgrace to the golden age of voice animation. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of them are no longer with us. All legends in their field. Well, all right. Unfortunately, none of them are no longer with us. I, just, I was trying to catch on to what you were saying. Yeah, they've all passed Unfortunately, away. all of them have passed, and they are all no longer with us. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So, on that note, we are going to watch Smurfs, the episode, The Smurfette. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, Smurfs, let's surprise Papa with breakfast in bed. Yeah! It's all fiber day, Papa Smurf! Smurf Berry Crunch cereal, a very smurfy part of this nutritious breakfast. Week after week, you've watched this man leap from era to era and life to life. This week, Sam makes the most crucial leap of all time. Back to Wednesday. What took you so long? Quantum Leap leaps home to its original night and time Wednesday, March 6th on NBC. 
What are all these Smurf phones for, Papa Smurf? So our friends can call us at 1-900-909-2233 and hear an exciting Smurf adventure. Do I dare tell how we failed through the air? How Brainy saved you, Papa Smurf? Of course. We'll have a new Smurf story every day. They'll also find out how to get a Smurf of their very own. Wow! And part of the cost of the call goes to Special Olympics. It costs $2.45 people money for a two-minute call. So get your parents' permission, then call 1-900-909-2233. Hello? Meanwhile, behind the facade of this innocent-looking podcast... And we just watched the Smurfs, the Smurfette, taking me back. First thing kind of disappointing is uh, they hadn't fully developed the opening uh, theme song. Uh, it was more narration than music on this. Yeah. It wasn't the full-on la, 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 Smurfette all day long. No, it was not. I mean, first it goes, sing a happy song, la, 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 Smurf the whole day long. This is before. It's more narration explaining what the Smurfs are. Real emphasis on you have to be good. To find these Smurfs. Yeah. I don't know. Like, does that play into the whole, like, Why Gargamel, Gargamel can, can never find get them? them yeah. Them so I guess it's. Them. I know as a very young child, I was always, I bought it in hook, line, and sinker that the woods were full of Smurfs, leprechauns, and all these magical creatures. That, gnomes. Yeah, gnomes. I, I, as a young, young, small child, I've not, I don't have a lot of memory because I was very young, but I do remember distinctly thinking that this was a real thing, that there were all these magical creatures in the woods and I could find them someday. I think that still. <laughs> you do, do you? We can't prove it. All right. Well, we open in Gargamel's castle. Who? Anyone not familiar with the Smurfs? He's this guy's just obsessed with uh, hating these Smurfs. Sometimes he wants to just kill them, get rid of them, but a lot of times he actually wants to eat them. He talks about Smurf soup and whatnot. Yes. Yes, Smurf soup. He says how he hates happiness. He slams this thing at one point where he accidentally closes poor Azrael's uh, tail in the shutters. He's always blaming Azrael for everything that goes wrong as well. He's also going to he decide that uh, to their downfall, he's going to uh, send a Smurfette. And um, he makes a comment about the Smurfs are three apples high. So if you've ever actually wondered about the height of the Smurfs, there you go. Three apples high. Like what kind of apples? That's like a lot of room for movement there. Little apples? Big apples? Yeah, those, what do you call those little? The like cha- crab apples? Crab apples. <laughs> yeah, the three crab apples high. Speaking of weird measurements, this is completely random, but I just saw a report the other day that they described the asteroid as the length of 63 alligators. And someone had commented, and I agree with them, when did we start measuring things in alligators? I have heard of like things in alligators, but like full-grown alligators? Like... Some alligators are bigger than others. He's going to make Smurfette out of a magical lump of blue clay. Mm. Some of the ingredients, a dash of sugar and spice, but nothing nice. Nothing nice. Uh, he's going to put a uh, drop of crocodile tears. Yeah, I, th- I thought he said... Uh, it's a, like a uh, half pack of lies, Yeah, right? half pack of lies, mm-hmm. a, a chitter of mag's pie, I thought he said. A, <laughs> I, yeah, I got like a, a, a chatter of a magpie. <laughs> Chatter of a magpie. Of a magpie. Maybe pie. that's like um, 
talk too much. Like all the things uh, that like guys hate about girls. It's a girl, so it's you a girl thing. She's she has gonna to talk, talk too much. much. That's true. In a stone in the a place heart of, of stone. her heart. Yeah, yeah. Now we don't get our sea created there. We switch over to the Smurfs picking what else but Smurf, Smurf berries. berries. Yes. Another random comment. I'm gonna be full of random comments. I got into a heated drop down argument with my girlfriend at the time because. Me and a girl at work were talking about the old cereal Smurf berries, and we found on Amazon that you could order a case of them. And my girlfriend at the time completely lost her shit that I was going to order a box of Smurf berries with this random girl. <laughs> that sounds like that girlfriend at the time. You would never act that way. No, I would let you get the Smurf berries. <laughs> And then I would just like either eat them all or throw them out or something. I don't know. I'd probably do something ridiculous, though. It depends. Um, Hefty finds Smurfette crying, and in a twist, Smurfette has dark hair, not blonde. Yeah, she was kind of, um, she didn't look like Smurfette, put it that way. Did she even make some comment about uh, asking Hefty if he likes uh, kissing, which I thought was a little weird, but what are you going to do? I like how Hefty... Uh, doesn't he have the uh, the heart arrow tattoo? He does. You think they would just draw a muscular, but they're like, nope, nope. Long kids in the early 80s, they all had the heart with the arrow. <laughs> they all are uniform looking. Yeah, they all. They look exactly pants, the same. No yeah. shirt, white hat, all blue. Some of them have like one or two, like Greedy wears a chef's hat instead of a Smurf hat. They have accessories. Heffy has a tattoo. Vanity has the flower in his ear. Accessor- they're accessorized, Rainy but the they are the exact same build. Yes. So you can't give them muscles. No, I guess not. No. Um, he's going to take her to Smurf Village, and she says, I'm weak and helpless. Aren't you going to carry me? Yes. She needs to be carried. And Hefty is, says he will, but he's really put out by this. Remember, put a pin in this later on, that up to a point, all the guys are just ignored or have apathy towards Smurfette until a certain point we're going to get to later. I just want to remember that. But he does throw her over his shoulder and carry her to the village. Well, this Smurfette was, she was created to entice the Smurfs. Yes. And it doesn't work. Not at all. From the beginning. These Until guys are just not interested. Something we're going to get to later. Yes. But at this point, <laughs> it's not like Hefty sees a sees a female Smurf and his like, eyes bug out of his head. He's like, oh, annoyed. Yeah. He's not even alarmed, though, that he's never seen a female Smurf ever. And he doesn't even act like, none of them act like this is like a thing, a, pheno- a phenomenon or an anomaly. Or yeah. They're just like, eh. <laughs> so they go back to the village. Uh, they're going to let her live there. She uses her vanity mirror to call the wizard Gargamel. And uh, they're going to make their plan. Uh, and he says, don't forget, I made you. I can break you. So he's, he's just not very nice even to his associates. She uh, is going to have a picnic where she starts inviting people. But nobody wants to go to this picnic with Smurfette. No, they don't. They're like agitated with her. Yeah. Like uh, the only one who shows up is Jokey. And he gives her a present. It's not quite a, a present so much he, she as a hasn't joke. caught on to Jokey's, uh, <laughs> Jokey's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His, uh, what, he, what is he, his notoriety, mm. <laughs> what he's, no, his gimmick. He gives her the exploding present. So she ends up uh, meeting Greedy, who's uh, watching the dam. 
And he's like super annoyed with her also. Yes. Super annoyed right off the bat that she's even talking to him. But then she butters him up. And that still doesn't really work until she breaks out a cake. Yeah. Then greedy. That's what it is. The cake is the butter. Yeah, she butters him up with the cake. You know, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, as they say. The way to a, a greedy man's heart is through his stomach. She asked him to show him how you can wreck the dam. And for some reason, he actually shows it. But I think she said he had to do it to give her the cake, correct? Yes. And uh, she accidentally falls into the water. And they're actually fighting over who uh, who's going to rescue her. Like, it's almost like fighting over they don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I, I get the opportunity to rescue her. It's more like, yeah, you do it. I did the last one. And uh, But Greedy does manage to close the dam before it floods the entire Smurf village. So, Greedy to the rescue. But they have a trial. Yes. Because her opening dam could have wrecked the whole village. And uh, she breaks down crying. Confesses all about Gargamel. And I'm like, geez, under pressure, uh, this girl wouldn't last in the witness stand. She automatically gives up the goods. She does break down and tell them, which is, you do make that point anytime we watch a, a court trial on TV, how how they do break down and confess rather quickly. And this yes. is no exception. Yes, it's like one of those procedural shows. Yes. Like, oh, you were in the vicinity. That's it. I can't take the pressure. Well, they assumed that she was to blame for the whole thing to begin with, when really the scene left it up for interpretation. They assumed ill intent on her part. Gave her this trial, and she breaks down and tells him right away. And then uh, they even all say, Gargamel created you to smurf us. Yes. Yes, he did, though. Um, what, the smurf? It's Sometimes I get a little lost with the random smurfing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like, what did Gargamel intend? Like, like, so many words can go in the place of smurf yeah, sometimes. Smurf can mean so many things. So many things. And um, she does make a comment, though, like, about them being so nice to her. And I'm like, so nice. There was never a moment where anybody was so nice to her. Like, she she feels bad about what she's doing and why she's there. But to me, if I got there and they all treated me like that, I'd be like, flip them the burden. So, uh, back. Papa Smurf says he's going to try and help her and make her an actual Smurf. Yes. Which he does his magic and spell. And he say, introduces her as a new and improved Smurfette who's now... Blonde. Blonde. Now, the switch has been flipped, and there isn't a Smurf within a hundred yards that has not fallen all over themselves, completely enamored with the new blonde Smurfette. So I guess blondes do have more fun. They do. They have more options. That's for sure. Um, but I think the other Smurf didn't quite look the part either. Not just her bad hair. Well, she got a different dress. Yeah. She seemed more curvy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she had a different shape to her. Different shape to her. It, look, Papa Smurf knows how to, you know, he knows how to make a better Smurf than Gargamel. It makes sense, though. I mean, suddenly everyone, uh, Jokey gives her a present with an actual present in it. Everyone's trying to impress her. Brainy says how he's the smartest, which gets the classic Brainy. You know, you get the faraway shot of the village, and Brainy goes flying out and lands on his head. <laughs> All the Smurfs are fighting over her, and then uh, she says how. Uh, now she feels like an actual Smurf. What happens is then Gargamel uh, says that uh, they're miserable little creations and they're bothersome meddling, but he suggests a surprise party. Yes. And then, uh, <laughs> this is 
So stupid. <laughs> she says uh, to meet at the big oak tree, which they, of course, say, are you smurfing with us? Are you smurfing with us? Yeah, I caught that, too. Are you smurfing with us? In another great bit where uh, she says, oh, for this occasion, I got to pick out a special dress. And she opens a closet to every single dress looking identical to me. Yeah. Some of them, the, the fit might be different. A little tighter, maybe, for nighttime or a party. <laughs> so, meanwhile, the Smurfs have headed to this party by the oak tree, that the surprise party she talks about. There's even a red carpet and an arrow pointing. The box is camouflaged. But this is Gargamel's great plan. There's <laughs> a red carpet and an arrow to a surprise party to a box. Basically, the family guy bit of, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> Misleading to a box. Why did he need Smurfette for this? He, <laughs> he could have at any time invited him to the surprise. I guess they wouldn't take the surprise party unless it was uh, Smurfette who did it. So Smurfette inadvertently was Smurfing with them. Yes, yeah, she was. Oh my good. What the Smurf? But these Smurfs are idiots. Even Brainy, who's the smartest, they all fall for it and go right into the box. So he's got them completely there. Um, he says, laughing, of course, because you know, all good heels always laugh, saying, Ooh, what do I do? Am I going to cook them in honey? Am I going to eat them as a steak? Do I want to have Smurf on a stick? Well, there's multiple Smurfs. I think you can do all three. And he finally says, nope. <laughs> I know what it's going to be. Soup a la Smurf. Delicious. So... Smurfette does what only Smurfette can do. She disguises herself as a male Smurf wearing like a Zorro-type costume to save the day. Even disguises her voice. So clever that even the other Smurfs are fooled by this. She ends up freeing all the Smurfs, saving the day. Gargamel and Azrael chase her up a tree, and then they fall out of it, of course. After this, they even say she feels just like a Smurf. And say, there's nothing you can't be if you smurf long enough. I don't even know what that means. There's, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what that smurf is in place of. You can smurf your dreams if you keep on smurfing till the smurfing end. <laughs> uh, but they're going to get a little bit of revenge on Gargamel. He's back in his castle, lamenting what just happened, when suddenly there's a knock on the door, and there is a female Gargamel. Yes. And in classic old school cartoon, <laughs> the female is, it's like, oh man, <laughs> chasing Gargamel, who wants nothing to do with her, and you get a shot of her chasing Gargamel over the horizon. And... Right there, it as she chases him off, you get a parting shot of Smurf Village while they're all having a party where they have now accepted Smurfette into their heart as one of their own, probably playing some Smurf games. Which you wonder, are they similar to reindeer games? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yes. I'm gonna go with yes. So if you have a shiny red nose, you're not allowed to play any Smurf games. It's true. And there you have it, Smurfs, the Smurfette. Did that take you back? It did. I enjoyed it. 
I like it. It's short. It's to the point. It's easy to follow. It's funny. That's so much complication in today's <laughs> cartoons. It, uh, you were you were smurfed over by it, you might say. I was re-smurfed over. <laughs> On that note, we're going to rank what we just saw. We're going over to our spectrometer. Or maybe in this case, the Smurfometer. Where are we rank what we just saw, Jamie? Zero Smurfs being absolute garbage. Four Smurfs being it just doesn't get any Smurfing better. How are you going to rank the Smurfs episode, the Smurfette? I will give it three Smurfs up on the Smurfometer. Three. All right. So it's not flawless. It's not flawless because I've seen better episodes of the Smurfs. But if I use them as individuals, yeah, I could go. I like it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Three and a half Smurfs. You've convinced me. Almost perfection. Almost. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go with just two and a half. It, it was fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I didn't. I, some of it amused me. I don't know. Not all for the reasons I intended. Some of it was legit. It was enjoyable enough. Nothing phenomenal. Nothing going to knock your socks off, but a fine way to enjoy uh, 20 minutes of your time. Something that even the kids would like, I think. You're stingy with your Smurfs. <laughs> Two and a half Smurfs isn't that bad. Two and a half Smurfs isn't that bad, but it's like, you know me, you like your entertainment to be a little more complicated and thought-provoking. Sometimes. I like my entertainment to be what you like. Uh, you get what, what you Smurf. I- <laughs> I like my animation sometimes simplistic and fun. It's fine. It's enjoyable. I'm just not going to go like, I think two and a half is reasonable. I mean, it's not like it's a masterpiece that I'm going to say everybody and everyone is going to like. I bet you if it was no Smurfette, you'd give it three and a half. Yes. <laughs> they added a, a girl and you were like, I secretly hate, it's drop kind of, They went woke. They added a woman. They added a woman. <laughs> That's it. You lose a Smurf. What did you think out there? What did you think of the Smurfs, the Smurfette? Did you like it? Did you not like it? If you liked it better or less than us, that's okay. We're just two people having fun, talking. But I would like to hear from you. You can go to my social media and you can let me know what you thought of the Smurfs. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Spectro. Follow me while you're there. And you can find me on Facebook, Matt Spectro, through the multiverse. Well, Jamie, I'm excited that you joined us again. Uh, This is your yearly uh, episode, so I hope we made it count. We did. I'm excited to have it over with. (laughs) Just kidding. <laughs> Will you stop? I'm just messing with I you. Can't yeah, Smurf and no. believe you. It was it was smurfing fantastic. But have we planted the seed for a snorks episode? I think so. I love the snorks. I do. I I do. Do you snork and love the snorks? I snork and love them. I don't know if that's a thing. I barely <laughs> smurf and love the snork and snorks. <laughs> there you go. Well, I want to thank you all. Normally, I do free plug time, but there's nothing really on here that uh, I assume you want to plug your face no, i'm just kidding um no there's nothing no you you can't find me on social media you could try <laughs> it won't be hard well, you just won't wanna, be interested uh, either thank you all for joining us this week a uh, couple of special announcements starting next week we're going to begin the countdown to the two-year anniversary episode of matt spectro through the multiverse we're going to be bringing back the five guests from my most popular episodes Starting next week with the number five, we're also going to go trip down memory lane, 
Uh, there's going to be a prize given away on the anniversary episode, a whole bunch of special stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks as we start the countdown to Matt Spectro through the Multiverse two-year anniversary episode. Can you believe where where did the, where the Smurf did all the time go? I don't know. I do know that um, the last two years I have not been picked as a top five episode of the year, and maybe this year we can make that change, so... Well, this isn't of the year. This is of all all time. time. I say let's make it up. I say go back, suffer through my episodes, and really boost my numbers. So you would come back. Uh, you'd be one of the top five and come back almost immediately. No, for next year, twenty twenty four. Oh, okay. So I want to be twenty twenty four top five. Three year anniversary. Yes, you want to be one of them. Yes, I, I'm not coming back that soon. Are you nuts? But no, next year. I think that you guys can make it happen. That well, I should be number one. Download our episode, share it, make it happen. Make it happen. So I want to thank you for joining us once again. Like I said, starting next week, we're going to be doing the countdown of the two-year anniversary episode as we bring back the guests from our top five most downloaded episodes. Plus, stay tuned. I'm going to tell you why in the next couple of weeks, how you're going to be able to win a prize announced on the two-year anniversary episode. Until then, have a smurfing good time, and we'll see you again next week for another exciting episode and the beginning of the countdown to the two-year anniversary episode of Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse. See you next week, everyone. Yeah.